Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Coaches. Today, I have Mr. Scott Garwood, Beyond Success Coach Extraordinaire. Mm. Yes. Yes. You and I have known each other for what? 15, 16 years now? 39.82 years, I think. Okay. You were, I know it was a long time. I don't know if I calculated one. that much, but... Uh, <laughs> Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And uh, just so you know, you know, Mr. Garwin and I go back many, many years. Oh, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. And apparently I need your coaching already off the bat because you said that this is going to be recorded. And then the, the, the Zoom lady showed up and said, this is being recorded and they freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just do a couple of breathing exercises first. Then. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Dang, you're good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. All right. So um, I mean, our topic was helping people understand that change starts within. Change starts and, inside out. Right. We always look for things. We always look for things that are outside in. But, you know, when you talk about real transformational change, hmm. always starts from inside out. Oh, geez. We do go away. Geez, Louise, we go way back uh, 2006, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, in all those years of focusing on personal and professional growth, you are spot on. And I'm glad we're talking about this. The, the one and only answer through all the things we've done, and I say we because you've done all the stuff, a lot of the stuff I've done, all the things we've done is it starts and ends with uh, inside, internal, inner, right? So uh, for me, one of the one of the things I'm aspiring to have more and more of each day is inner peace. And you never hear about outer peace. I'm not sure there is an outer peace. So yeah, right. What, what would that look like? <laughs> Wait, is that in outer space? Is that what yeah, the billionaires are going space. to find outer peace? Like nobody cares about outer peace. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm at currently in my journey is no matter more and more each day we're we're working towards no matter what happens in life good bad or indifferent inner peace exists and that can only come from within and so you're you're spot on 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 that so where does somebody start this journey and how do they even know that they need to start the journey starting point which i'm i'm learning over and over as we're trying to make as we are as we are making a bigger difference in more lives is the first step is awareness self-awareness self-awareness that either i want to improve something or i have something to improve or some part of my life isn't what i want and i want to do something about that so it's about solving a problem that we might have or improving a situation improving something that we might have and that's self-awareness that's that's our own selves realizing that there's a feeling or an emotion or a situation that's not what i want it to be yeah, and so. that's that's the awareness. Without that, uh, we kind of fly through life, and people say it's like living in the ether, right? We just don't know. And if we just don't know, then we aren't going to do anything about it. Yeah, and I know you know a lot of people like this, where you know I run into people where they just they don't know that there could be a better way. Mm, yep. Right. They, I I always kind of elaborate this or, or think about this as a. Uh, you know, something floating in water, whether it's a, a log or a stick or something like that. And whether it's, and I think about it as a, as not even a river because a river has basically usually just one direction, right? It's more like a lake or an ocean. 
It's just like this log sitting out in this ocean and they're just kind of going along with wherever the wind or the current or something takes them without realizing that they could direct themselves in a different direction. And so how do we help people be aware of the fact that their life is what it is right now, but it doesn't have to continue that way. Well, from my experience and all I can, all we can share is our own experience, right? Mm-hmm. What we, right. what we've gone through in, in my experience, the last 20 years of looking for what I can do to improve professionally and personally is, and, and our grandmaster taught us this, it's uh, human beings are very simple. All human beings are very simple. The human condition is very simple, actually. It's when we want something, uh, we're very powerful. Our minds are powerful and we'll go do it. If we don't want something, our minds are very powerful and we won't do it or get it or have it, all those things. When we want something and we aren't doing it, or when we don't want something and we are doing it, then we're stuck. Mm -hmm. And when we're stuck, which most human beings are in one way or another, most of us, many ways, myself included, when we're stuck, Unfortunately, what I've experienced over the last 20 years, and if you have a better way or anybody has a better way, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, our current reality, unless it's more painful to stay where we are than it is to do something about it, we'll stay where we are. And if it's more painful, if it's less painful to do something about it than stay where we are, then we'll do something about it. And that's where the awareness comes in. Now, over time, as, you, as we keep growing, we get to a point where we just constantly want to do something about it, but it takes a long, it takes a lot of work to get there. We have clients or I have clients that say they want to do something, but they're just not doing it. And they think all they need is more motivation, right? Or more self-discipline, yep. right? But what you just yeah. said was the reason they're not doing it is because they believe there is more pain in doing it than not doing it. Correct. And that could be real or imagined, right? It doesn't have to be real, but you know, an imagined pain is going to keep you as stuck as a real pain. Exactly. So how do we get people to understand that they're stuck? They think they want to do something more. They think they want to improve something, right? They want to get somewhere, but they're just not doing it. And they think they have the solution. I think that's where most people get really stuck. (laughs) They have a solution and it's not the right solution. Right. You know, I've been trying to answer that for 20 years and yeah. wh- where I'm at now and, and what we're doing in Lisba is we are helping. We're, there's a keyword that I use all the time now and it's, it's hidden. The keyword is hidden. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our brain, our minds are one of the most powerful things ever created on this planet as far as we know and maybe in the universe as far as we know. If it's that powerful, why do we have so many problems? Why do we have so many stresses, so many issues? So we're brilliant. All of us are brilliant. And we're brilliant at certain things. We're not brilliant at all things. So if we're so brilliant and and human, the human mind is so powerful and we're still stuck, it's the hidden things that we don't know about that are keeping us stuck. And that's mm-hmm. where your expertise and my expertise comes in. Yeah, it's uncovering so those hidden pieces, holding us back, and then doing something about those. Because if we knew, we'd solve them. Yeah. Awesome. I love this conversation because you you talked about initially awareness. And so hidden really is the lack of awareness, right? We don't know what we don't know. Bingo. It's down there and it's hidden. We don't know what the problem is. We, We know we want a certain result. We know we want a certain outcome. We think we know what the solution is, 
But because we don't know what the real problem is, we really couldn't come up with the real solution. And so through coaching is one of the things that we do through coaching is help people understand what the real issue is. Exactly. What's really holding you back? Why are you really stuck? What is really keeping you from moving forward? And without a conversation with a qualified coach, it's very hard to do on your own. Because our mind is the one that's got us stuck in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. So you're asking the stuck to figure out the stuck. Yes. Your your mind (laughs) is keeping you stuck and you're using your mind to get you unstuck. I'm sure Einstein has some phrase for that. No, he does. Double insanity or something. No, no. It's like you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that caused it. Oh. Right. That's a, that's an Einstein quote. And basically that's what you're saying, right? Your, Your mind created this problem. Your mind made you stuck. And now you're using your mind to get you unstuck, which is the same thinking that you were using when you got stuck. <laughs> but when you have a conversation with someone and, you know, sometimes it's a conversation with your buddy when you realize things like sometimes clarity comes out through conversation. And that's why we have these conversations with coaches because, you know, I, I, that's when I discover more clarity is when I have conversations and especially with conversations with other coaches, when we talk about these, these serious and deep topics that just having a conversation, because you think you may know what the problem is, right? But you have a feeling, you don't have the words to describe it, right? Because the, the, the brain kind of operates in three kind of hemispheres. And, you know, when it comes to feelings it operates in one hemisphere or one, you know, area of the brain called the amygdala, but the amygdala doesn't have any, any um, function for language. So then when we try to use our, our prefrontal cortex to develop the language around it, we have to make some connections that aren't there. And so when we then put it into words and have a conversation, that's when we kind of come up with some clarity. So you mean when I took four years of French and then I went to Paris for the first time and I tried to order a coffee with milk and I got a hot milk, uh, <laughs> that amygdala and communication process broke down just like it's supposed to. I don't know about the foreign language process, but yeah. But if you were just trying to describe a feeling, yeah, something broke down there. There was no connection. Uh, know, drinking like, hot milk was quite a feeling. I'll that's fine. You. you know, sometimes when I try to speak Italian and uh, I speak Italian and then some Spanish words comes out because I'm just accessing the foreign <laughs> language part of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. Our, our mind is that 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 chatter of the mind, that uh, monkey mind, as some people call it. That's mm-hmm. that's the one that's got us stuck and uh, that can't figure out its own stuckness. So you need, you need conversations with the right people to ask the right questions. I love your formula that you said at the beginning, like there are basically four ways you're doing something, right? You want to do something and you're doing it, or you don't want to do something and you don't do it, or you want to do something and you're not doing it, and you don't want to do something and you're still doing it. And when you get to those two, those last two, that's when you probably need to seek out some, some help, right? Whether it's a coach or a therapist or a good friend or an accountability buddy, you know, you want to stop smoking. Or you want to start working out? I think the biggest example about this, which is worldwide, is losing weight, right? How how many zillions of dollars is the weight loss industry? And it, none Tril- of it works. Trillions. Trillions. Yes. And none of it works. It's short term. Uh, but f- to my, from what I've experienced, 
barely any of it works because it's the mind that's stuck in the first place. And we all know how to lose weight. We all know how to get healthier. You eat better stuff and you exercise. It's that simple, mm -hmm. but it's very hard to do. So what's the hidden part that's hard and fix that. I'd say it's, it's hard to do consistently, right? Many people can start a workout program, like everybody and their brother, you know, starts a, a workout program on, on January 1st. You know, if you join a gym and you're in the gym all year, if you're one of the regular gym rats in January rolls around, suddenly the gym is 30% or 50% more crowded, but there's good news because in February, they'll all be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that consistency. But it's remembering why you wanted to do it in the first place. But you brought up the, 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 the point is, if it's more painful to do it than not to do it, then you're not going to do it, regardless of how much self-discipline you think you have or how much motivation you think you can muster. If that remains in place, if it's more painful to do than not do, then you will simply stop doing it. And as NLP taught both you and I and many others, uh, just the word loss. Uh, as soon as we say the word loss and associate it with anything in that equation, we're done. We're not going to win because right. name anything in your life that your mind wants to lose. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Including losing itself. And it is going to fight. Eventually it's going to fight and win to not lose something. So weight yeah. loss is a trap. Loss is a trap. And loss plus trap. Your, your brain is designed to, for your survival. It's not designed to keep you happy. It's not designed to give you six pack abs or, you know, buns of steel or whatever it is kind of body shape that you want. It's designed to keep you alive. Hmm. And so when you're thinking about losing weight, you're thinking about restricting your caloric intake or changing what you eat that fuels your body. But your body is just looking for, your body craves high calorie items. You know, if you go in the wild, what, what are the, what are the animals eat? They eat the highest calorie, highest density of calories of Doritos of, of an animal that they kill first, huh. right? Or Doritos or, you know, or flaming <laughs> Cheetos, which is, you know, everyone, everybody loves, right. Or as I recall, cool ranch Doritos. And oh, oh boy. Now we're talking trying to help people change and grow and move forward with their life, no matter where they're stuck. It kind of comes down to that basic formula that you outlaid at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, if we think we have the answers and that, the, that answer repeatedly doesn't solve the problem or make the improvement, then that's not the answer. So let's look for what's hidden. Uh, you know, I keep referencing 20 years. So I've been on a focused, daily focused, personal and professional growth journey on myself for 20 years and mm -hmm. still on a daily basis. Uh, this morning I was, <laughs> I was in my, my morning routine process and something came to mind and I looked at it and I started bawling. And luckily nowadays, most, most of them are joyful tears and they happen often. And what came out of those joyful tears was, was uh, something that I worked on for years and it finally went away and now I feel free about it. And that made me joyful. So it's a, not, it's a, we call it a life, uh, a lifelong journey. And it is and hidden stuff is constantly coming up and we're constantly processing it and we're constantly releasing it. And each time we do, we're a little bit freer and over and over and over. And so at some point you just embrace that. You look forward to it. You look for it. 
because on the other side, and it doesn't take you long anymore, on the other side is freedom. But those are all the hidden pieces we didn't know we had. Otherwise, we would have fixed them when we were five. And who doesn't want freedom? Um, actually, interesting, the, <laughs> the prisoners of Auschwitz didn't. Did you ever oh. hear that story? No, I did not. Uh, so Auschwitz, you know, the end of the war, and they released the prisoners of Auschwitz. And from what I understand, many of them, if not all of them, they went within a mile of, of Auschwitz, and they just stayed. People asked them, what are you doing? You're free. And they had no idea how to be free because they were captive for so long. Mm. So they were stuck even in freedom. They didn't want it. They said they did, but the hidden, the hidden belief was they didn't want freedom. Right. Or they didn't know how to deal with it once they right. had it. Right. I think most people want freedom unless they've been in captive for many years. And yeah. then, you know, that sort of idea fades away or what that actually means to them. You know, uh, actually, there's there's some relevance to that. So in Lisbon, we're now starting to give back to veterans and, and do a lot of work with veterans. And veterans, we would think, having never been in the military, and actually, I wish I would have, because so many self-growth uh, areas could have happened there. Um, they get out of uh, service, and they become veterans. And that's, uh, we would think, is freedom. Uh, hey, you no longer have to go to war. You know, no longer have to worry about getting shot at all those things. We sure. perceive that as freedom. And what I'm still starting to learn, what we're starting to help with is they, they see it as otherwise. They, be, they walk into a society that feels totally poor to them. And they were freer with all the rigors and stresses of being in the military. I do know a, a little bit about this. I do have a friend who, who works in this area. And what he tells me is... Because of the structure of the military, everything is structured. There is a manual for everything. There is a rules of engagement. There is operating manuals for everything. And then they get out of the military and then there's no rules of engagement. There's no operating manuals of how to operate in a civilian society. So without the structure and the systems and the frameworks that they have in place in the military, they, they don't know how to deal with all of that freedom. They don't have the, the rules of engagement, as so to speak. But I want to talk about one other thing, and that is people that chase the, the dream of wealth. They work themselves to death. They go and they go and they go, and they're always at the office. And then at the end, they think that they're going to be happy once they've accumulated this amount of money. And then that number gets bigger, and then they'll be happy once they've accumulated this amount of money or something like they spend all this time working to develop wealth and provide for their families that they don't know who their families are anymore. Right. They're estranged from their children. They're, they're, they're either divorced or they don't know how to talk to their wife anymore or their spouse, you know, not necessarily just men, but you know, what is your experience with working with some of those individuals? Uh, well, that's been, um, that's been the largest group of folks that we've helped to date. And what we've learned from it is a couple of things. One, we talk about addiction and work is work, workaholism, which in our society currently is what largely what it takes to become highly successful financially. Workaholism is just one of the most accepted forms of addiction. Mm -hmm. And give an entrepreneur that is doing extremely well financially or with business or success or whatever, ask them to stop or to, to, to 
pair back a little bit and enjoy other parts of their life. And it's not easy. Most of them can't. It's an addiction. They don't have control over that addiction. That addiction has control over them. But our society says it's okay to be hugely successful. And when you're that focused on one area of your life, of course, there's no time or energy to apply to all the other areas of your life, especially family. So there's one piece. And uh, we talk about the ether. Uh, we don't know that when we're stuck in that. Mm. Yeah, we're, right. We don't know. We don't know. We're good at creating wealth. We keep doing it. We think it's going to bring us happiness. Tomorrow's more wealth is going to bring us happiness and it doesn't. And we're stuck on that rabbit wheel and we don't know how to get off if we know that we're stuck in the first place. So that's one perspective. Yeah. Not knowing you're stuck. I, it never really occurred to me that don't know that they're stuck, right? It's just like, they, like you said, workaholism is a, is an addiction that is in some cases a lot favorable, not even acceptable. It's favorable. It's like, Oh, yeah. I wish I was a workaholic. Right. Yep. Cause then I'd be wealthy. And, but you know, you don't know the other side of that coin. Yep. And that all the problems that it, that addiction can cause. And the other piece uh, I've experienced and learned and help people with in, in those uh, situations is, you know, we become good at one thing. We become good at creating success and creating wealth and whatever that is. It doesn't have to be that, but we become good at one, great at one thing. Again, it comes back to that fundamental equation. Is it scarier to take a look at our home life or our physical or emotional or mental health? Is it scarier to do that? and do something about it? Or is it less scary to stay in our current hamster wheel and keep going and creating more wealth because we think that'll get us somewhere? And usually the latter is the truth. Our perceived fear of taking a look at ourselves and and working on ourselves in the areas that would actually make us healthy, happy and fulfilled, and especially in our relationships is unknown and scarier. So we avoid it. And then we go back to our workaholism. Yeah. So you brought up a great point is doing something that we're good at. We all like doing things that we're good at and typically don't like doing things that we're terrible at. And so if you're really good at creating wealth and creating businesses and making things successful and you're bad at creating a harmonious home life, what is going to make that person spend more time on the home life? Not until more pain at home than or more pain, more yeah. pain in their life because of the pain in home. Right. Exactly. Until those those scales tip, they're going to continue to do what they've always done. Exactly. And then the last perspective on this is uh, it's not wealth that's bad or good. It's not success that's bad or good. Mm -hmm. It's not working that's bad or good. It's not achieving and striving and having goals that's bad or good. It's the addiction of the process that we have to, to, getting those things and being that person that needs to be looked at. If you can be hugely successful and be yeah. super happy in all parts of your life, that's a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. But that for most people, that's not what happens. We're hugely successful in one area and all the others are, are uh, not cared for or avoided. And, and so it's that process of becoming successful that needs to be looked at. Well, brilliant and wise commentary from you again, sir. So well, thank you. I read all this on Google this morning and I was prepared. Awesome. Right. What makes, what makes a good, what makes a good coaching conversation? Let's just talk about this. Perfect. (laughs) And it came up first and it was an ad. So I assumed it was true. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, tell, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what you're doing now and, and how they can get a, a hold of you. 
I appreciate that uh, offer. And Lisba, L-I-S-B-A, Life is Short, Be Authentic. That's our platform. Uh, we have two offerings that are very in, uh, important to us. One is the one percenters and helping them get off of that wheel and enjoy all parts of their life. That's, that's the private client coaching we've been doing for a long time. And a couple of years ago, we implemented another platform called Lisba Gatherings. And we're adding to that where we want to make a difference in everyone's life. Anyone who's listening to this saying, huh, maybe I want to take a look at myself and grow myself personally or professionally. Maybe I have $1 to my name. Maybe I have trillions of dollars spent. It doesn't matter, but I want to do something about it. And I want to grow myself. Uh, they can take a look at a uh, non-private client or Elizabeth Gatherings offerings. And our focus areas there are veterans, like I said, and healthcare people, doctors, who we put an up on a pedestal and don't truly understand what they go through and what's what their personal lives are like and what the pressures of being a doctor and how you can't tell anybody that you're not okay. All those things come into play for healthcare folks. So we're bringing self-care into healthcare. And the third area is motorsports. You know, I've been highly involved in motorsports for 11 years. So people go, what's, what do veterans and motorsports and healthcare have to do with each other? Well, those are all environments where our culture has said, it's not okay to say you're not okay. Mm, so, right. so all that stress and feeling and emotion has been shoved down their entire lives and that's not healthy. So we're, we're creating platforms for people to be themselves. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for coming on today and I really appreciate you and hope to have another conversation with you again in the near future. That would be wonderful. Please give me a heads up so I can Google that and be prepared. Yeah. I'll let you know what the topic is and you can, you know, just type it into Google and we can have a fascinating conversation about what Google says. And thank you for having this platform, which is unique and coaches talking to coaches. Uh, that's, that's a really big deal because usually from my experience, we all do our own thing on our own and we don't get together to make a bigger difference than we can on our own. So I love this. I love you. And thank you. Oh, you're the best, man. Love you too. Right on. All right. Thanks a lot. That was another conversation with coaches and uh, we'll see y'all soon. Thanks.